This is the EPLOG audio experience. You're listening to the Artist Podcast with me, Suchita. Stay tuned. Hi guys, welcome to the 118th episode of our podcast, The Artist. And we are talking about blues, one of my favorite music genres. The origin of blues is ambiguous, but some details mention a 19th century origin in the southern plantations. The inventors of blues were slaves and descendants of slaves, African in origin, who sang while they toiled in the cotton and vegetable fields. Heart-wrenching, empathetic, could be the reason I identify with this music genre the most. And our guests for today are part of the only kind of blues festival in Asia, the Mahindra Blues. Please welcome Jaisha, Vice President of Cultural Outreach at the Mahindra Group and VG Jairam, a veteran in the live entertainment industry. Enjoy. Hello Jay, hello Jairam, welcome to a podcast The Artist and thank you for joining in and sharing one of the most important events that I'm particularly excited about because Mahindra Blues Festival is something I've heard so much about and I have also attended bits of it but not completely and blues is my favorite music genre so thank you for being here. Why Blues Festival and why not Jazz Festival? Jay? Let me answer that, yeah. So um, uh, as you may have pointed out, uh, I had a function in Mahindra called Cultural Outreach. And um, uh, the whole idea of cultural outreach is to uh, adopt um, uh, the lesser known or the, the less popular art forms and give them uh, a lease of life um, uh, and do a lot of community engagement um, by way of the arts and culture. Uh, and uh, we started this journey over 15 years ago when the first um, art form that we adopted was theater and we established the Mahindra Excellence in Theater Awards, which is uh, arguably the only uh, national level recognition for theater in the country today. And uh, a few years since the inception of Meta, um, mm-hmm. we were um, looking at um, adopting another art form. And uh, mm-hmm. at that time, we were kind of uh, putting into place uh, a, a kind of a, a filter system in which we would um, um, kind of measure uh, what we would do and calibrate it according to our strategic requirements of the company. And mm-hmm. uh, at that time, we were setting up uh, our business of tractors in the USA. And it uh, it meant that we needed to kind of participate in the lifestyle and you know, the emotional uh, psychology of uh, the customers in the USA and particularly the Mississippi Delta. And um, while we did our research, uh, we realized that Blues as an art form was something that they really owned and felt very um, uh, emotional about uh, because it was inherent to their culture. And um, we thought, uh, why not look at that? And Mr. Mahindra was very keen to uh, kind of pick up an art form that would mean um, a lot of um, uh, kind of enabling a rise uh, in in the art form, in the community, um, etc. So... Mm. um, that's the reason why we selected the blues. Uh, jazz was already prevalent in uh, India to a certain extent. Blues was unknown. Um, and uh, going by our um, uh, intent of really taking something that is non not known and then giving it a largish um, following, 
uh, is the reason why we selected the blues. Mm, awesome. Awesome. Just just to extend the culture of the festival bit, coming to Jairam on that, when we're talking about music festivals, and because you are a part in organizing the same for Mahindra group, when we're talking about music festivals, Jairam, what is it that comes to your mind as somebody who organizes it? What is the kind of feel culturally that you get when we're talking about music festivals? So, you know, I would uh, not restrict it to just music festivals, but I think uh, culture marketing is what I would uh, uh, emphasize and talk about because I think that's the, the vision uh, that we also have for our company and also what we do are what we call them cultural movements. You know, yes, they may take a form. Nice, of- yeah. No, but but in, an, in a sense, I think, uh, you know, and I've said this before, I think what is very uh, important to understand is that brands, you know, they're not faceless corporations, you know. They are uh, yes. you know, very living, breathing entities and they're built by human beings, you know, real human beings who gather every day to pursue a particular goal, you know. And whether it's yes. making the world's best cookie or providing the best security software, uh, what happens is that uh, the human element, you know, uh, is very easily lost in marketing. And brand content to a large extent is often generic and dry. And uh, it needs a more compelling uh, uh, a story and a personality. And uh, uh, yes. because of this, what happens is that, uh, you know, when it's very dry and generic, people really don't connect to it. And luckily, that's where culture marketing comes in. Because it's a very powerful connection, uh, uh, you know, that you can forge with your consumers where, you know, uh, the, the people actually get to see what this brand is all about behind the scenes. And that's what we call culture marketing. And it's a form of, of uh, 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 you know, content marketing that showcases your culture, what your company stands for, what your brand stands for. And people actually get a touch and feel of that experience, you know. And and while your normal marketing is always focused towards, I would say, like a service or a product or industry or area of expertise, you know, culture marketing really focuses on who you are and, and uh, more importantly, what you care about. You know, and how you interact with the outside world. So I think by translating your company into the, you know, a culture marketing space, uh, it, it, it truly introduces the humans behind that brand. It humanizes the brand, you know, and therefore I think that it helps to create far more meaningful associations with your consumer, which are uh, more long term. You know, and and uh, importantly, I think today the consumers also, you know, uh, they really want to know uh, what your brand is all about and what is it that, uh, you know, who are you, what do you stand for, how you treat others, you know. And I think to a large extent, they also want to buy from, work for or even collaborate with brands that reflect their beliefs and values. So I think keeping these things in mind, uh, well, I feel that in today's crowded media world, uh, which is increasingly, I would say, amplified, yeah. and you know, uh, culture marketing is a huge competitive advantage and a very powerful way to connect with your uh, uh, consumers, and and that's something that I feel that the Mahindra Group has bought on, you know, uh, through their cultural outreach program. So that takes various forms. So be it uh, like Jay said earlier, the the Mahindra, you know, uh, 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 the Meta, you know, which is a theater project. Uh, uh, or yeah. the blues, or the Mahindra Roots, the Mahindra Independence Rock, Mahindra Kabira. You know, there are various festivals that we do, you know, uh, along with other partners throughout the year, which basically focuses on creating this beautiful cultural movements for people across different categories and target audiences. So, you know, so this is in a nutshell mm. what, what uh, and, and some of those festivals are uh, produced by us in partnership with the Mahindra Group. Jaram, cultural marketing, what a brilliant term. 
in terms of, uh, of course, uh, getting the human element, the long-term connect with the consumer, as you're saying. So when we're talking about cultural marketing and we're talking about festival like Mahindra Blues, and I was reading through uh, a bit about uh, the intention of the festival, and it's been mentioned that it's a cultural movement. So when you talk about cultural movement, Jet, what is it that is the intention of the festival when it comes to saying it's a cultural movement. Okay, so the primary motive of selecting the art form, as I mentioned, was to get closer to our customer in the Mississippi Delta. Um, But what it did along the way, and consciously so, was to create a sort of a a following, a tribe of of, um, music lovers here in India as well. And uh, very um, happily for us, uh, the genre of blues um, uh, kind of echoed very well with the culture of Mumbai, the culture and the spirit of Mumbai. You know, blues uh, came out of a, a place of um, a lot of strife. Uh, it, it was the music of the slaves uh, in the time of the yes. plantations in the US, right? Uh, yeah. And while um, the, the genesis of that art form came from a lot of struggle and strife, um, at the end of the day, it provided a lot of happiness and relief uh, to those uh, slaves. And over a period of time, it it took on many avatars. Um, uh, you have the party blues and you have the Chicago blues and you have the Delta blues, all having yes. a, a tenor and a style and a, um, a tempo of its own. Now, when you equate that or, or uh, view that in the same realm of the uh, spirit of Mumbai, uh, there mm-hmm. are so many, so many correlations that one can find. Um, there is a lot of strife in Mumbai. There's a lot of struggle in Mumbai. Uh, but yes. the, at the end of the day, the Mumbaikar uh, has a song on his lips and a smile on his face. And the, the much talked about Mumbai spirit really kind of uh, comes alive, uh, even in spite of, of the hardships that people have to follow. And this equation between the blues and Mumbai, I think, worked magically for the festival. So uh, I, I suppose the success of Mahindra Blues and the cultural movement that we are talking about yeah. here um, yeah. requires a lot of thought and care and love, but also requires the right um, kind of uh, aspects of culture to come together and provide uh, an emotional experience, an uh, experience that the consumer will uh, uh, you know, love over a period of time and again and again and again. And I think that's what is a mark of a successful cultural movement. And I would dare to say that Jairam has helped us create this wonderful platform and his team at Hyperlink uh, in the love and care they give in creating such movements and spaces. You know, the, even the location um, and yeah. the vibe that is created is is not accidental. Uh, there's a lot of thought put into place. I mean, I remember the earlier days when we used to sit around and and discuss small little details. You know, we should bring out New Orleans. We should bring out Nashville to to bring that authenticity to the art form in Mehboob Studio, um, yeah. and um, uh, and and bring out the nuances of the culture which goes beyond the music. It, it is a it is the psychology and the ideology of the art form that that needs to be brought up. So, in addition to the music, which is obviously fantastic, um, we yeah. have a great food experience. We've had great exhibitions of um, uh, portraits of musicians, their guitars, uh, their styles yeah. over the years. You know, we um, yeah. uh, now in, in uh, over a, a period of uh, ten years, we have over 
50 artists that have performed at the festival. So we have that rich um, archives of, of um, um, artists that have uh, kind of been uh, through our festival and love our festival. And so all this comes together in creating that cultural movement. Yeah, that's beautiful. Combining the cultural movement with the cultural marketing. Jairam, now we are coming out of the pandemic and I think it must be now everybody meeting together physically after a break. So what are the additions that you would have uh, thought of in terms of uh, reaching out to people, in terms of inviting uh, the kind of people, the kind of uh, uh, gentry that you would like to uh, uh, have an addition in this round after the pandemic? No, I think as far as the audience goes, uh, you know, for the Mahindra Blues, you know, it's a tribe of people mm-hmm. who don't need to be invited or anything needs to be done because we actually are a sold out festival and we get sold out probably a week before the show, which is what has happened even in this case. But I think that there was a mm. demand of people, uh, you know, especially after the pandemic, right? Because it's the first time a full-blown festival is coming back. Uh, we did have a version of uh, it uh, last year, but it was a far smaller and uh, for, for a smaller audience. And we just wanted to come back because there was a lot of uh, demand from the people to do it. But I think uh, in, in a sense that there is, uh, you know, a lot of... Uh, uh, expectations for people to just come back to what is their own uh, festival, you know, and 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 that is what is going to happen. So, in in a sense, I would say that people are really excited about coming back to Mebu, which is the home of the Mahindra Blues. You know, they are excited about uh, mm-hmm. being able to experience and see, uh, you know, uh, artists of international caliber. In fact, we have uh, three Grammy award-winning artists, including uh, Taj yes. Mahal, won the Grammy last night. You know, and and you have uh, yes, Ingram, who's won the Grammy last year. You have a nine-time Grammy Award winner, and Buddy Guy. And what makes it even more special is that this is Buddy's last final farewell. You know, and keeping all of this in mind, I think uh, you you know the, the, there is a huge uh, uh, I would say expectation from the audience just to be able to come and experience this. You know, again, uh, and and they pretty much know uh, uh, you know what to expect in terms of its layout. It's it, because. They've seen it for over a decade, right? So we have a, a you know a huge repeat audience that wants to come and experience this, and that's what it is. But in in a in a you know from a marketing perspective, I feel that uh, uh, you know the one thing that any of the Mahindra uh, cultural movements that are out there, you know, uh, at the core of all of that is a very authentic and meaningful content, you know, and that that shows mm. that shows Mahindra's humanity. I think uh, uh, mm. that's the strong bond that they have with the community. And I just feel that it's a very simple mm. strategy where, you know, the stronger your community, you know, the more successful your mm. brand, you know, and that is that, that is mm. what is playing mm. out, you know, for them. And, and it works so beautifully. So I think, it's uh, true, yeah, yeah I, I, I think the authenticity and, and also allowing the art form to flourish, you know, without it just mm. becoming brand agenda or an ROI or, or you know, something to say that, oh, okay, if I do mm. this, how will I sell? That's not what is at the mm. core of it, right? Mm. It, is, it is much mm. larger. Mm. The purpose is to create brand love. The purpose is to create that meaningful, immersive connection and a more long-term connection with the, the community at large. Mm. But also blues has a certain taste to it. It's a very tasteful genre of music. It's it's something that you can either like it or you can... And especially in a city like Bombay, which is dominated by Bollywood music, creating an awareness about such an important event and getting more people to it. Is there an effort there in terms of... Of course, they're totally sold out, but to reach out and create that culture to more people 
who are, have embraced the Bollywood music and you would want to get them as well into your festival and say, no, you know, you guys should also check this out because this is something which is so tasteful. So, you know, to be honest, uh, uh, I, yes, blues is a niche uh, uh, audience, is a niche form of music. It's right, but, yes. But... Uh, what but, but but maybe it's niche. But maybe it's niche, Jairam, because people don't have. They haven't got the taste for it. You no, know, the very fact that we housed it in an iconic Bollywood studio, you know, uh, itself yes. was one of the 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 you know the important mixes that we created. But but I must tell you that Bollywood itself has a lot of blues influence, you know. And and let me tell you this: that blues is the source code of music. So what is happening in a mm-hmm. sense that. Our demographic in terms of the people who used to attend the, the Mahindra Blues Festival probably in the first three years, you know, was a 40 plus mm. crowd. Today, we have a 10 plus mm. crowd. It's a far younger audience because suddenly wow. what happened is that the younger audiences have started to realize that, hey, John Mayer is mm. talking about the blues, you know, and he says that he's inspired by the blues or Harry Styles is inspired yeah. by the blues. Now, the fact is yeah. that the global artists have actually you know, been inspired and, you know, deeply impacted by blues. And and it just is that particular phenomenon which needed to be told to these, you you, you know, the younger audiences. And today they have lapped it up. Yeah. It's not that, you know, in, in fact, the very fact that we have a hundred plus entries in our blues band hunt is, I think, testimony to the fact that blues music and Mahindra Blues has been able to impact the younger audiences culturally for them to come out and actually take part in a competitive band hunt to show that how serious mm. they are about platform, you know, and, and that is what it is. Mm. I also would like to share that, uh, you know, one of our very first winners, uh, you know, of the Mahindra Blues band hunt was a girl from Surat, you know, who came down all the way with her parents to actually take part and she won wow. it. And let me tell you, uh, wow. you know, really, really interesting. Ayushi Karnik is her name. And she, you know, passed out mm-hmm. from Juilliard School of Music. And today, yeah. uh, you know, a very successful band called The Troublemakers. Now, that's making global impact, mm. right? So um, perhaps we should have a reality show then, you know, I mean, like other reality shows on music, we should have a blues reality show because this is the news to me. A girl from Surat wanting to sing a blues song. Wow. You know, that's I, I, that's. I, Say that Terrific. You, you don't need a reality show because blues is itself so real, right? It's <laughs> life. It's about our woes, it's about our happiness, it's about, you know, it's 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 mm. about it's basically the soundtrack of life and it's how each one of us interpret mm. it. That is blues. So mm. I, I don't see a reason or I don't see that, you know, language should be a barrier for this, although the art form traditionally has, you know, uh, uh, it's an American mm. art form. So which is why you have a lot of it in, uh, 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 you know, the English language. But Nothing yeah. stops it from cross-pollinating and going into different languages. But I think the source code of music itself is blues. And I think that is very inspiring. And uh, uh, I, mm. I think it's something that people accept. Of course, in terms of uh, endearing this format, we have been, uh, uh, you know, cognizant of the fact that we also have, a, you know, a radio show on the uh, called the Mahindra Blues you know, which plays out week after week throughout the year so that people are educated about the music, the different things that are happening around the blues scene. That's one. We are also the largest online blues community in the world, you know, as far as the Mahindra Blues is concerned. So there is a lot of information. There's a lot of happenings that also people get uh, access to through these particular avenues, you know. So you are getting educated uh, on, on a regular basis. So I think I think from that perspective, uh, 
we are we are proud of where we've come of course you know there's always place for innovation and there's always place for improvement and we are on the constant lookout for that Mm, so we are getting educated about the blues. Tell me about the blues talent in our country. You mentioned the girl from Surat. Tell me a bit more in terms of what is the understanding of blues, like in deeper interiors of India, and do you envision this becoming more and more uh, wider in terms of more people coming and joining, people becoming a part of the festival, the smaller market, the smaller towns. So, uh, okay, I'll give you another data point. The there are two aspects to mahindra blues one is the audience and one are the uh, the artistic community so when you look at the blues mm. band hunt we've had entries mm. from as far as indore bhopal surat haryana delhi you know all over the country you name it in fact we have in some cases mm. even have had international requests to come and participate but we don't allow that as part of our rules but the fact is that mm. the magic of blues the importance of blues the blues culture you know and what blues stands for is pretty deep in our country and pretty deep with the millennial audiences they know about this right because mm. also mm. like i said we've had some huge uh, uh, artists from mainstream international music talking about the blues and how blues has impacted their music so that has led to this uh, thing also happening apart from that from mm. an audience perspective we have audiences from all over the world attending the blues festival so not only all over india so we have people from coming in from interior like belgaum and you know uh, hubli and you know these kind of places who come wow. Yes, and we have people who come from the U.S., from Europe, from Dubai, from the uh, Southeast. So, the the mix of audiences that come for the blues because this is Asia's biggest blues celebration, you know. And and I think yes. what Mahindra Group has been able to do is to stick to its authenticity in terms of blues. So, if you look at the Byron Bay Blues Festival, which happens in Australia, uh, well, there is a multi-genre festival, but we. consciously moved you know stayed away from that because it's very easy to mix blues with various other art forms but we've stuck to the blues you know and and kept it mm. as authentic as possible you know from that perspective so i think in in terms of uh, it it becoming a, that's why i call it a movement because today you are seeing yeah. and, and it's a simple fact if i have 100 bands that are ready yeah. to participate you know in a blues band hunt that means that we have done something right and people are following that genre especially the younger audiences they are playing that they're believing yeah. in it they want to be heard they want they have a story to tell right and and that is what is actually happening mm-hmm. jay how do you envision the festival going forward in the next 3 years 4 years 5 years what are your what are your thoughts there You know, as far as the uh, festival in Mumbai is concerned, I won't, I won't change it for in any way. I think mm. uh, everything has come together in a very magical way, and uh, every little thing has uh, contributed in its success and its charm and its uh, pull for audiences to um, make the festival a sold-out event year on year. Uh, mm. So um, I won't change too much uh, in terms of the main festival, uh, mm. but. Um, as as uh, jairam pointed out we are looking at uh, a, a global um, uh, kind of a expansion of the festival uh, but mm. in a very measured and calibrated way we don't want to do we want the M- mumbai festival to be the apex of of the movement uh, mm-hmm. but we are open to having small little pop ups and special weekends all over um, and mm. we've started it already with um uh, started it i mean we've been doing the chicago uh, mahindra blues weekend for the past uh, maybe 5 years now um six years. so um, six years so uh, and and we do it twice a year um, over a period of time so the mm. the spread of the word in the mecca of blues which is chicago in the um, in the most uh, beloved 
um, location, which is Buddy Guy's own Legends Club, where literally the is the crossroads of the blues of of yeah. the world because everybody going to the uh, to Chicago who's a blues lover will go and uh, have a weekend yeah. uh, or an we- evening at the Buddy Guy's Club. And we own yes. that entire weekend. We call it the Mahindra Blues Weekend. And we have over 50 to 60 nationalities on a- any given day who gets exposed to the idea of the Mahindra Blues. Right? So yeah. in order to take that idea forward, we are looking at collaborations and, and we are looking at opportunities to spread the word of this mm-hmm. wonderful festival that happens in India. So if at all there is something to look forward to for us is to keep maintaining the high standards and the uh, the beauty of the current festival. But yeah. to, uh, to uh, and it, it's not only about spreading the word outside, but getting people and artists uh, aware of this opportunity that exists in India. We already have people knocking on our door because of our 10 years in the in the game, but we want more and more people to know and, and uh, come for the festival, come to perform at yeah. the festival. And, and uh, of course, the corporate selfish interest of, of uh, getting the brand uh, uh, love going and which most of our cultural outreach uh, properties uh, do uh, uh, very much for us. Yeah. So, of course, uh, just to... Yeah, please, please continue, Jairam. Yeah, no, I just want to add one very interesting aspect which will, uh, again, be, uh, uh, you know, an interesting thing for viewers to know or listeners to know is the fact that, uh, uh, you know, Mahindra Blues... uh, and, and this was uh, more a brainchild of Mr. Mahindra and where he said that how do we get blues to impact the younger generation and the underprivileged? Nice. How can we reach out nice. to and, and get them into the mainstream? And I think that's where we came up with the whole idea and the concept of Mahindra Blues in Schools. And uh, there are two uh, pilot projects that we initiated. One was in 2020, which was a very interesting project and it met with a lot of success where, you know, we actually went into, uh, partnered with Nani Kali you know, and uh, these are girls yeah. from underprivileged society. And we actually had yeah. a, a music teacher who used to teach them the mouth organ, go and work with them for two months. And we actually put them mm. up on the Mahindra Blues stage and they actually performed, you know, thus exposing them to a, a wow. very different audience. And that gave us mm. a lot of, uh, I would say, courage to take this further. And I'm very happy to share that uh, what we've done this year is uh, go one step further and create an inclusivity program wherein we have these girls in school, uh, uh, Nanikali school in Gowandi, you know, uh, who are now traveling and working with an IB school, you know, called the Kanakya uh, International. And they have a choir group and there is a joint project that's going on you know, and they uh, they are practicing, you know, to perform at the Mahindra Blues, and and the, the beauty is that they're getting exposed to a very different uh, uh, a school, a different uh, category of people. But the beauty is, in yeah. how they're all coming together. They're sharing their tiffins, they're sharing their musical interests, they're understanding each other. So it's a great mix, yeah. you know, and and they're actually getting to learn this, and they're going to be performing at the Blues Festival as well. So what I mean to say is wow. that. You know, it's it, these are not just tick marks for us. You know, these are very meaningful expressions. Yeah. Uh, you know, which which are which bring out the authenticity of what Mr. Mahindra's vision is for Mahindra Blues. You know, and and that is how mm. it goes, and that is why I think there is a sense of ownership. You know, every uh, uh, consumer, every tribe of people who come to Mahindra Blues feel that it's their own. Yeah. You know, and that's why I call Lovely. it movement. 
Lovely, lovely, lovely. This is such a beautiful point, Jaram. You mentioned it's a beautiful point. So when we talk blues, we think English. But you also mentioned the point of languages. So coming to Jay, do you see it's all, or you're already seeing in terms of the proliferation of languages from different parts of India when we're talking about blues? Yeah, um, you know, uh, that that's a fine balance that we need to uh, keep. Mm. Uh, the authenticity uh, of the genre is very important. And uh, often often we have been tempted to include um, Indian sounds. Um, and, and we've done that. I mean, the, the, our Indian bands, especially Soulmate, um, mm. uh, often performs with a lot of Indian instruments, um, mm. um, not just the guitar and the, the, the Western uh, set of int- instruments that are traditionally played in the blues. Um, so we we want to uh, kind of be a little measured because at least a festival is is uh, a, a symbol of authenticity and a symbol of purity as far as the blues is concerned. And blues mm-hmm. as an art form is a traditionally English uh, based yeah. uh, 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 sound. Uh, and yeah. so we, we need to be uh, careful in um, in in our quest for inclusivity. We don't want to lose authenticity as well, right? So we've got to be balanced there. Often there has been uh, parallels drawn to uh, some of our Indian uh, music, which uh, may be very different, but uh, very similar in a sense. I mean, blues often talks about heartbreak and it talks about being distanced from the lover or the lover being too far away. Uh, And a lot of our ghazals and our uh, Hindustani classical music, tumris, are, are all about the same subject. It's all about, heart, some of it is heart, about heartbreak, some of it is about the beloved that is uh, unreachable. Uh, so there are parallels that we can draw and, and often we are tempted, why not we kind of influence an artist to create an Indian sound out of uh, the genre. Then we remember the fact that, listen, it's, it's really important to be authentic to this art form that is really brought... Yes the Mahindra Blues to where it is today um, are our um, unforgiven uh, kind of um, quest for authenticity. And, and so uh, it's a fine balance. I, I don't have an answer to that, actually. <laughs> okay, tell me, what are the Indian Blues artists you're looking forward to? And I think Jaira wanted to add something there. Is it? No, I, I, I'll only say that, uh, you know, uh, a little <laughs> glimpse of what we've seen of uh, you know the international artists wanting to uh, probably use you know or experiment with yeah. some Indian instruments you know and and see yeah. if they can give it uh, you know some kind of a language of their own you know has, we've seen that happen you know we've seen that with Quinn Sullivan who wanted to actually you know play the sitar and see what you know range the octaves can go to and actually did that mm. right? You do have those yeah. kind of interventions as well, but like like rightly Jay said, one needs to be very authentic to the art form, and and suddenly it cannot be that the gazelles start sounding pop, you know. So that's that, that cannot happen. Right? <laughs> so, so I guess we we are very <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Okay, what are the Indian artists, blue artists that you that you guys are looking forward to? Anybody that we should keep track of? There are so many bands. I think. Uh, uh, then mm. definitely, you know, you have Arunjoy Sarkar, you have, uh, uh, you know, Soulmate, you have Ayushi Karnik, you know, who's now really mm. you know, the wheel abroad. 
uh, apart from that Karan Mahajan who's the current winner of uh, the Karan Mahajan band we saw some amazing artists actually mm. even in our uh, band and you know it's it's a very difficult proposition mm. which uh, SN and Loy were our judges mm. through in actually selecting you know uh, the best of the best but i think uh, uh, in my sense i think you're going to mm. see a lot of great live blues talent come out of this country and they're already coming out and and honestly they are on par with any international act because i think uh, technology the understanding of you know uh, uh, how to record how to exactly put out your music market it is all much easier today because we live in such a connected world or interconnected world you know so i think the, there is huge amount of uh, talent that is there and i think uh, inherently you know everyone brings their own culture their own uh, i would say experiences to the fore and that's at the core of blues right blues is all about your your own life experiences it's it's what you go through in life and what you've been inspired by or what you've been you know affected by and that's what is the soundtrack of your life so in in the way i always say it is that blues is a soundtrack of your life so whether a person is in new york or mumbai you know they they get it they get it you know there there is no reason why they shouldn't be getting it because it's it's very similar you know uh, the, the way you live good luck with the festival thank you thank you so much Our pleasure at the blues thank you yes thank you bye bye So guys you can check out Mahindra Blues festival happening in Mumbai on 11th and 12th of February and I'm going to be blowing to Buddy Guy Ray Charles and Jimi Hendrix my favorite blue artists for regular updates on the artist podcast do not forget to follow us on our Twitter and Insta handle metaphysical lab you can also subscribe to our newsletter that's going to start soon take care guys have a blues weekend